0: This is the Alabama Law Enforcement Alliance for Peer Support podcast. Our goal in this podcast is to provide you with information, whether you are a law enforcement officer or first responder, to help you deal with your everyday stressors. Welcome to today's broadcast. We appreciate you being with us. We are continuing our conversation with Chaplain John Gallops, in the studio, we have Tim Falk, Clinical Director of Al Leap's, and then Retired Captain David J of the Dothan Police Department. My name is Keith Frith. John, thank you for being with us again. Today, our topic is, we're discussing the importance of the chaplaincy, and I thought we had a really good episode last time. So, Tim, Tim I'd like for you to kick us off on this episode as we're continuing this conversation.
1: Good, thank you, Keith. You know, one of the biggest obstacles and I think John would agree with me is and and he's done a really good job of trying to select the right chaplain because not everybody is cut out to do it and uh, during break David was talking about it and I want David to kind of talk about what he was talking about about getting the right chaplain because I think it'll lead into what uh, I want John to address because we need chaplains within within our peer support program but the key is we need the right chaplain Nothing wrong, Chaplain. <laughs> I mean, and, I mean All right, because stop. <laughs> well, I mean, Keith's looking at me like well, I guess Tim's going to take the old ten minutes. No. All right, yeah, uh, ditto. But we want to make we want to make sure that the chaplain is the correct chaplain, and he understands the ministry of presence. So, David, take it from there, brother. Yeah, John, we were discussing through, when I was with Dothan. We had chaplains that the officers would run away from because they didn't trust them or it wasn't a good presence, but we had those they felt really close with. So as you were talking in the last episode, is there like a criteria that you go through to select the chaplain Is there special training they do so they can relate to these officers so the officer feels comfortable going to them?
2: Absolutely. If you remember earlier when I said that I met my chaplain when I was with Montgomery police department, never saw him again. To, to be a, uh, a chaplain, you have to make sure that um, you're covered by uh, confidentiality. And so Alabama Rules of Evidence uh, 505 covers the communication to clergymen. And so if you have someone who becomes a chaplain that is a pastor, uh, and it's it's not denominational based. It's from the organization that they are representing—Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Catholic, things like that—and they've have been uh, selected by their denomination as a pastor. Then they they have the uh, communication privileges for clergymen. So we what I would, we want to do is we want to make sure that whoever is a chaplain has a confidentiality coverage. And one of the reasons why peer support and and chaplaincy work so well together is because we know that in August 1st, 2018, Governor Ivany signed the Alabama Statute 3621-14, which gave confidentiality coverage for those who have been certified as a peer support person. So, In peer support and chaplaincy, it's not about quantity, it's about quality. And what we would like is we want to find officers, firefighters, EMS people who want to become chaplains, because when you become a chaplain or you try to become an agency from a pastor standpoint or someone who's never put the uniform on, there's a trust hurdle there. I mean, we are a closed family. We are dysfunction, but we don't like a lot of new people coming in. And because I had been uh, so long with law enforcement, when I became a chaplain with with Wetumpka, I was accepted faster. I'm not saying that's a right or wrong thing, but that's just the reality part of it. So... um, Within our zones and outreach, we have seven zones across the state and each one of those zones have coordinators. So what we want is that coordinator and that team to locate people in their zone, who they have got belt to rapport with, who they trust, and they believe that would bring something positive to the chaplaincy and peer support. Uh, we would love for it to be law enforcement. Because now it's more of a peer support too. But um so that's what we want the coordinators and their organizations to do is to find that chaplain. You know, a lot of agencies went away from chaplaincy, has gone away from chaplaincy because um the sheriff or the chief had a friend who he went to church with and said, Hey, here's our chaplain, gave him a badge and an ID, and you never saw him again. And so he wasn't really accepted by the 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 rank and file because he was you know, quoted, appointed by the chief or the sheriff. So if we can find chaplain or police officers within the ranks, get them certified as a chaplain. So as a peer support chaplain, there's definitely training that we uh, want you to go through, and there is definitely required training. The required training for becoming a peer support chaplain is to go through peer support training through the Owl Leaps program. Um, if you haven't gotten that, and um, you want to be a chaplain, then, and if you're a pastor, then we have to have a letter from the department head Pointing them as a, a as a chaplain for that organization, and then we will train them in uh, fire chaplaincy, police chaplaincy. We use International Conference of Police Chaplaincy, which I think is the best organization when it comes to police chaplaincy in the world. Uh, that's a twelve-step uh, course, takes about two days to teach. Uh, we are meeting in Arizona this year, and that courses are going to be changed to ten courses. I am an instructor on that, so I'm able to teach those courses. Um, We want you to take that. Uh, We want you to um, get trained in CISM, critical incident stress management. We want you to have individual crisis management training, and then we will also get you group training. Uh, Dr. Falk is trained in both of those, Uh, so um, you can get training that away. When it comes to fire chaplaincy, I'm also an instructor for the Federation of Fire Chaplaincies. So that's a two-day course, too, that gets you the basic certification for fire chaplaincy. That way, if you've never been in the fire service, you can kind of understand it through the chaplaincy program. If you've never been in law enforcement, you can understand it through the ICPC uh, law enforcement program, Um so those are the trainings that we, we want you to have, all the training that we require you to have, we can give you. Um, and there is an interviewing process where I and some of my other chaplains interview the, you, and um, we probably turn away more people than we accept uh, because we want the quality and not the quantity. And like I said before, we only have five chaplains uh, across the state and we really need a lot more for each zone. So if anyone is interested in being a chaplain, all they have to do is reach out to us and we'll uh, explain the process in more detail for them, answer any question that their agency has. We have SOGs that we have in place at my department that we're willing to share with anybody if they're thinking about starting a chaplaincy program.
0: Thank you, Chaplain Gallops. Uh, One of the things we want to do before we close and we're getting to the end of our time, what would someone do if they wanted to reach out and connect with the chaplain? How would they do that?
2: They could send an email to A L L E A P S chaplain at gmail.com or they can call me at 251 217 9110.
0: Let me get that phone number one more time
2: 251 217 9110.
0: Thank you so much for being with us, Tim. Uh, John,
1: thank you for being with us. Next month, um, we're going to have uh, Anjali Thompson. Anjali is a cop's wife. Uh, been, they've been married over 10 years, and she's not only uh, the wife of a, a cop, she's a mental health professional in the Oxford area. And one of the, the, the biggest requests I have received since Wendy and Chris did the spouse last year was we need to have more spouses. Uh, talking about the stressors. And I got a, 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 t- a message from somebody that said, hey, can you get a spouse, a, a wife, that can talk about the practical tips on how to deal with the day-to-day singleness of a husband that gets called out like David J. did during the night and be gone for two and three days at the time. And so Anjali comes from not only that, that practical, but the professional as well. And she'll be with us next month to share
0: about that. Thank you, Tim. Again, thank you so much, John, for being with us. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. You can find and tell people about this broadcast on Facebook, Alabama Law Enforcement Alliance for Peer Support, or you can find us on the web. That's alleaps.org, where you can find resources for peer support, information about this organization. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for listening. For more information and resources, visit our website, alleaps.org. If you have any questions or want to suggest a topic for a future episode, email us at alleapspodcast at gmail.com. That's A-L-L-E-A-P-S podcast at gmail.com. The Alleaps Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Facebook.